everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking about the hashtag Me Too, but... Uh, hashtag the- Church Too. Church Too. Apparently. Church Too. And I think our listeners will be shocked. Right. Shocked to learn this. Ooh. There has been sexual abuse in churches. In churches. Who would have ever thought? Men with authority over other people uh, are using their authority. Are using that power to uh, get away with. In, in, in ways. With uh, inappropriate behavior. To, uh, to abuse others. Yes. Who, indeed. Who would ever have believed it? <laughs> it's, I am blown away. It really, really, really is quite amazing. All right, Dan. Yes, sir. I got a story to to get to now. Okay. We'll get to that other stuff later. Let's get to some stuff now. Yes. Um, Missouri, the, the the state, the fine state of Missouri. Missouri, the show me state. Is that yes, right? that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, they are. Uh, they've got a law, a bill rather, in their legislature at the moment. Okay. Uh, w- that has the uh, that would, if passed, stop marriages that don't take place in churches. <laughs> <laughs> All other unions, I love it, would be defined as uh, domestic unions. Sure, right? Partnerships and all uh, <laughs> all all marriages both gay and straight that have already happened uh, would have to be reclassified as domestically unionized. So if they didn't happen in a church, you mean? If they did not happen in a church. (laughs) They have to happen in churches, Dan. Period. Marriage? Let's take back marriage. I like it. You know, I feel like... I feel like we should... Here's what I feel like. We should make the term marriage. They should have to come up with a word that isn't marriage. If they want something yeah. that's just religious, that's purely a religious concept, right? they don't get marriage. Right. Marriage has happened for centuries, for millennia, long before Christianity right. came along. The Mormons did this. They call them ceilings. Right. Their little special religious thing that they do on top of marriage right. is a ceiling. That's right. Right. Not Not the thing above your head in a room. But rather a like a see, we seal you together. Right, you are bound. Yeah, for all eternity, for time to and each all other. eternity. Yeah, you cannot escape each other. The <laughs> Lord hath decreed it. Right, exactly. You are unionized. <laughs> don't get sick of each other. You've got <laughs> forever. Yeah, why don't they take this whole like? Why not uh, religiously unionized? Yeah, we pronounce this a religious union. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When the church sanctif- when a church sanctifies a marriage, yeah. great. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. But it's not marriage. Marriage is this other thing that right. we all can do. But no, no, no. They it's theirs, Dan. Are you kidding me? They own it. It's theirs. Yeah, they invented it. Uh yeah. So nobody knows if this thing uh stands a chance in hell of passing. Probably not, let's face it. And if it does pass, it will just instantly be attacked by the ACLU or whatever, and then it'll it'll well, it'll go through the courts and eventually be shot down. Right. Like if the state doesn't recognize you as being married, 
what happens to like uh like filing taxes marriage and, laws and all that sort of thing <laughs> like the, do the federal laws like not apply to you because the state doesn't recognize you as married right yeah surely not well sure or, or go ahead and tell me what what you think the difference is between uh l- between a legal partnership a, 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 you know right whatever they're calling it and right. marriage you go ahead and tell me what the legal difference is between those two things. Yeah. Other well, than the word. I don't Sponsors of the bill say, though, that it's important and that it will help um, protect churches and businesses against, quote, gay encroachment. Here's the thing. That's what okay, it's about. Gay encroachment. You, guys, you gays and you're, you're always encroaching. Uh, it's one of the things we do best. <laughs> just, we encroach. You, you blink we and... Just, Here's what happens. You look away, you know, you look into your little bag or whatever, and you look back, and the gay guy's a little closer. Right. And you do it like this, Dan. You have your little pause, and you just slowly move forward. Notice. That is a, that is a very gay encroachment <laughs> that you're doing. Uh, those of you watching on YouTube can see uh, F- Frank is encroaching in the gayest of ways. It's a very gay encroachment. <laughs> okay, well, I can see why lawmakers would want to protect us against that. Well, yeah, that makes total sense. Because to uh, let me tell you, it's a yeah. It was, you've been encroached. Yes, indeed, I'm encroaching. Okay, well, I'm going to take us to to these uh, to to the federal level, where we will talk about uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, which is a, a department of the Fed- the United States of America government. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they've got a new division. They're adding a new division to their department. Okay. Um, thank you, Trump administration, for this. It is the Division of Conscience and Religious Freedom. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very needed uh, because it because what needs to happen is that people, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, must be protected. From the uh, the evils of having to provide health care for people that they find unsavory. <laughs> oh no, have have I encroached too far? You're encroaching again. <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable, Frank. Doctors and nurses, all there, just just trying to do their job. Not for you, obviously. But, no, but for the good normal people. Because I'm disgusting. <laughs> you're just awful. I mean, at least you're not trying to have an abortion, which is the main problem that they well, have. Well, you don't know, Dan. Are you? You're encroaching into pregnancy, too? God damn it. I'm everywhere, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is this is to protect people. The, this isn't even, like, doctors don't have to re- perform abortions. But if you're, like, a doctor, there are doctors who don't even want to serve women who have had an abortion (laughs) this is how shitty this is and you know in a place like salt lake city utah which is granted i mean i know that people think of this as like we're in the reddest of the red states or whatever but you know what salt lake city is very blue yeah itself right and mormons are more reasonable on some things sure yeah than than your crazy evangelicals down in the south right here's the thing in Salt Lake City, if I had a doctor and the doctor was like, "Well, I'm not I'm uncomfortable because you said you're an atheist and I'm not I don't really want to help you cuz you might do something evil or whatever." I'd be like, "Fuck you, good. I want a different doctor anyway. I don't want you to be my doctor." Right. And that's a luxury that I have. 
Right. Because I'm in a place where there's an abundance of doctors. I can find do- another doctor if I need to. It's inconvenient, though. It is inconvenient. It really sucks to try to find <laughs> a doctor. Oh, my God. It, it, it find actually, one you like? Yeah. Ugh. I, mine moved away. My my good doctor that I liked, she moved away. Oh, my insurance changed. Yeah. Can't go to the doctor anymore. Yeah, it's a nightmare. But yeah. for but there are people in rural parts of the South for whom there is only a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or there are two doctors to whom they have like right. regular access. So if both of those doctors have to happen to feel this way, suddenly uh, they could not get service. Uh, uh, this, holy crap. This is a reversal of an Obama-era policy that barred uh, healthcare workers from refusing to treat like transgender people or uh, people who have or who have or had uh, who have had or are seeking abortions mm-hmm. like and they won't you know, and this is a thing that continues like for instance uh, there was a very recent uh, uh, complaint filed by a pediatric nurse in Illinois who uh, objects because her employer uh, requires that she's trained in how to make referrals to to other professionals who provide abortions mm. or 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 like uh contraceptive pills that she doesn't even have to do the abortion no she doesn't have to talk about the abortion all she has to do is say let me refer you to so, to a healthcare provider who's willing to you know who's right. able to do this for you right. she objects to that wow so yes our country she that's a that's not cool. We're going backwards, folks. She's a, she's a We're in sensitive. a little bit of a backwards part uh, of of our country's history. <laughs> I take... only I only practice medicine with people who believe exactly like I do. Right, exactly. Right, like what what is that? If you're not wearing a cross, don't come to my medical practice. Right. So stupid. I'm so sorry. Would you take that high jab off while they, you're in your face? <laughs> right, exactly. They take the hypocritic oath as well as the hypocrite. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. So droll. <laughs> we have fun. Ooh. All right. Dan. Yeah. Got the story of a Buddhist scholar in Thailand, internationally renowned, apparently. Okay. If you're into such things, uh, by the name of Sulak Sivaraksa. I'm sure you said that perfectly. Beautifully. Yeah. In fact, I practiced. Okay. Because I didn't want to get it entirely wrong. Right. Uh, he uh, he was given a speech. Okay. We'll talk. As they do. At, uh, at, at, Bangkok, at a Bangkok university. Okay. Uh, it was a history conference. Okay. And he pointed out to his fellow academics and... About that, that there was this story that sort of canonized in in Thai history, right. right? Of a king, Thai king, going to war against um, another prince or king or whatever. Sure, um, might not have been a, a Thai king. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was a prince. And he goes, and they go to war, and the Thai member of the monarchy, the monarch, whatever. Sure, he kills the other his his opponent uh-huh and they're on elephant back oh and they do like this jousty thing on elephant back <laughs> wow right 
And so it's this beautiful story, 400 years old. Uh, Every Thai person knows this story. Sure. It's, it's, it's as fundamental as any story of, you know, George Washington. Cutting down the cherry Crossing tree. the Delaware. Oh, okay. right, right. That kind of thing. Sure. Right. Um, like just pivotal, important story. And he says that it's probably not true. <gasps> that, that, that the other guy was probably killed by some in some other fashion. The oh t- my god! The ties still win, right? Right, right. And his his like, the outcome the, of the battle. The outcome equals of the battle same. is the same. He says that maybe it just didn't go quite the way you, that everybody thought. You're telling me that war stories might have been embellished. Uh, I think if there's one thing we can count on in the history of the world, it's that no one's ever embellished a war story before. So the Thai military arrests the man. Oh, my God. The 85-year-old academic. <laughs> what? And uh, they pr- they go forward with and indict him uh, on grounds of les majesté, which is uh, defaming the monarchy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and intended to uh, try him in military court. Uh, now, it turns wow. out that, that just a few days ago, uh, the the court uh, refused to hear the case and, and whatnot. But this form of, like, intimidation. That's crazy. And all he was doing was kind of just poking at the national myth just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Right? Just a, a foundational story. And this 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 highly regarded historian is, is, is like, oh, pilloried. Yeah. Is arrested, literally arrested. Literally arrested. That's and crazy. And harassed and, you know, I mean, this is a form of harassment. You know, it's so funny. We, we do see this happen here, though. Oh, yeah. If you challenge, like, I mean, it's starting to erode a little bit. But the story that you and I were taught in school about Christopher Columbus. Oh, Oh yeah, the you, whitewashing of that story, the white, uh-huh. the whitewashing. I mean, history. I mean, it's written by the victors, okay. as they say. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, the whitewashing of of the the story of, or rather the uh, the Christian washing of the story of the uh, the the first Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, and the pilgrims who came to this land. Yeah, that's all bullshit. Everything you and I learned about yeah. that complete bullshit absolutely but you 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 say that to the wrong person somebody who is oh they're fully vested they're so in in these they're so histories dumb dumb little stories right right what what does that have to do with anything uh, with uh, about my life today right right believing this dumb little story except that it is ingrained and it's not just the historicity of the thing it's about the it's it's the myth the mythos of the founding of the country or the mythos okay. of of in you know in the case of this the the Thai thing it's uh-huh. you know the mythos of the monarchy right and it be and it's the same as a religious mythos yeah. it is it is exactly the same and you know for those for those people who believe that the United States was meant to be was called by God you know this was. You, you know, a, a a country designed by God oh, yeah. to be this beautiful thing, which so many people believe. Mm-hmm. To to point out that Columbus was a rapist, and that you know, or you know, and and that he slaughtered countless thousands of natives, right, just brutally. Or to point out that you know the 
the quote unquote pilgrims mm-hmm. that came here that landed on Plymouth Rock weren't fleeing religious persecution. They were trying to practice. They were just treated badly because they were so because they treated everybody else like shit. Right. Because they were Puritans. Right. Nobody likes Puritans because they treat everybody awfully. Right. And and you know you get I all of this stuff. The Trail of Tears. I read just the other day. There was a there was a some sort of history book for children for you know a, a, a child's history text uh-huh. that that claimed that Native American Indians were had volunteered that you know these new white people needed some room needed <laughs> land. No. And that the vo- yeah yes no. that they had that they had agreed that to 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 move to different places to make room for these white people. Oh my god! I mean, they agreed it, after having been, you know, m- murdered. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the ones remaining were like, oh, I guess we'll leave now, and their land, st- you know, stolen from them. Yeah, yeah. Dan. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, it's my I, turn. Uh, oh, is it? That was yours. Oh. We were just talking about your one. Oh, you were just kind of going on and on, so. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my rambling has offended <laughs> Mr. Frank. It's my turn and I'm going. Ah! Uh, the internet uh, is this thing that, that we have now. Uh-huh. It's having an effect. Oh, on the world, it's hard to know all right, of the why? all of the what? far-reaching what effect uh, ways. But one of the ways that it seems to be affecting the world, at least according to a doctoral student uh, at Baylor University in mm-hmm. Texas, a, a man named Paul McClure, uh, in in a study that was published in the Journal for Scientific for the Scientific Study of Religion, okay. which is a journal, I feel like I should receive okay. almost yeah um, sign up for it dan uh yeah apparently the more people use the internet mm-hmm. the less likely they are to uh to say that they are, are a member of a specific church <laughs> what the less uh the no less, yeah they uh the less likely they oh, are to God. have a specific religious affiliation or to oh. believe in and practice one religion exclusively. This information doesn't need to be getting out. <laughs> this just needs to happen. Because now all the religious types are gonna get all protective of their kids. Oh, and know. they're gonna get then they're gonna retreat even further from the internet? From just yeah. I got news for you. You can't stop the internet. Their kids are gonna go on the internet. Matter no. of fact, the more they say don't go on the internet. The more when their kids go off to college, they're going to be like, well, why? What no, the fuck's on? No, the, this is going to be like the weird family down the street uh, that didn't let their kids watch the Smurfs. Like, <laughs> that, that's that's what this, they, they and they'll produce a bunch of weirdo kids. And that's the thing. They revel in their, in their, in how odd they can be. Well, it's funny that you, you mentioned know? television. Because oh? television, uh, it's been known for a while, has had an influence on religion, but not in the same way. So this this study points out that TV watching and other sort of technologies like it have an effect on how much people go to church, how much people interact with their church, but doesn't have an effect on how much people claim a church. Oh, interesting. So people people may go to church less if they're more interested in TV. <laughs> Makes sense to me. TV, well, CBS Sunday morning. Well, like I'm not getting up for church. Well, but 
I'm getting up for, you know. But also, when you're acclimatized to entertainment, uh-huh. and then you go to a church, and you realize, oh, this isn't Very entertaining. Not this entertaining. is yeah. terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, but it doesn't stop people from, it, it, it doesn't uh, diminish the uh, the claim of being a member of a church. Right. That's not how the internet is affecting people. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that they don't believe in God. Um, people who, uh, who oh, okay, th- apparently they're more likely to uh, to say things like all religions are equally true. Some <laughs> that sort of thing. Oh, the, oh. which, which so there some new enemies of the internet have just formed, <laughs> right? This is because that's of course that statement is absurd on its face, right? But there you go. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, it's well, it, good, it's actually. an interesting uh, finding. Uh, increases in internet use were associated with decreases in refri- re- religious affiliation. Uh, yeah, and uh, that doesn't. There is obviously a lot of overlap. He says between non-affiliation and atheism, and we know that we've we're seeing the category of none uh-huh, people yeah. who would who would respond with no affiliation right. going up. Uh, that doesn't mean that people are necessarily claiming the word atheist as much okay. as we'd like them to. Well, let's um, get more stuff about atheism on the internet. Yeah. Because if, if, oh, if we have people there who are already just kind of like, meh. Is there a way to put this show on the internet? <laughs> we should look into that. Uh, I feel. Yeah. Now you can do your story. Thank you, Dan. I feel like this ties in in a very... Uh, very not tied in sort of way. Okay. Um, a poll has recently been released. Oh, you love a good poll. About uh, non-believers uh, turning to prayer, actually. Oh. Uh, apparently one-fifth of non-believers um, will uh, pray in moments of crisis. Oh. Or perhaps even out of habit. Um, okay. And... Uh, I found this line interesting. Also during activities such as cooking or exercising. What? Dear Heavenly Father, please let my pasta primavera turn out. It's been so long since I've cooked. You know, I part of me understands this because I remember within the first few years after I realized that I didn't believe in God, mm. there was still this sort of knee-jerk impulse toward filling the gap that prayer that was left where prayer had had been there right. was there was this there is a function to prayer there is yeah so you know and every now and then very comforting i haven't done this for a decade yeah. or more but every now and then i used to get down on my knees and talk to myself in the ah. same way that i talked to god i would yeah. just say i've actually done something similar i've actually i would say i would say me i would say dan i'm really scared right now or i'm really having a rough time right now and i would mm-hmm. just talk to myself in in the same ways and the you know using i i don't think i would use thee and thou because that's just just silly. me me and mal <laughs> but it just seemed like it just seemed like i needed that same and it and there's a there's like a meditative quality mm-hmm. to it yeah yeah so i don't begrudge anybody that because I think that there's something to it, and I think that I think that it would be great if uh, if we could uh, find a space 
in our community for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is silly. I mean, and people, you know, it's it, it. We should all realize how goofy that that right. is. The idea of praying to God. Right. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, the subjects of these folks' prayers. Yeah. Seventy-one uh, percent uh, said that they uh, were thinking of loved ones. Forty-two mm. percent um, uh, said that they were praying to uh, sort of to thank God. I don't know how he was a non-believer. You're thanking God, but okay. Yeah, I feel like they've misunderstood at least one definition in there. <laughs> Either they it could mis- also have been the habit of the uh, the the writer to maybe people were expressing gratitude right and instead well they must be thinking god or there's confusion there's confusion all around yes somewhere. indeed uh and then of course uh health um friends uh that both uh occurred about 40 percent of the respondents uh yeah so it's um oh 32 said they prayed on the off chance something could change <laughs> Look, I don't think you're there, but if you're there, <laughs> and three percent said it was just simply a matter of routine, yeah, and that's that kind of the thing you're talking about that that like because there were definitely moments in my life when I was a believer um or a doubter, you know, even mm. when it was just this this is what you do now, yeah, that's what you do in this kind of situation, yeah, and yeah you're you're kind of programmed for it. You sit down at a meal, and those first few meals that you like, when you've stopped praying, it's like, aren't we supposed to do something before we eat? Well, I still have a thing where when everybody sits down around a table, and the one person just starts grabbing at shit, it feels uh, weird. And and I'm like, um, excuse me, (laughs) uh, who gave you permission to start grabbing shit? We haven't had a ceremony yet. We haven't had a ceremony, so I have taken to saying bon appetit. Ah, because uh, the Italians say buon appetito, but I think that sounds even more odd than saying oh, bon appetit. Yeah, we we you we know. as a, as an American culture have sort of embraced the French. Yeah, but n- with our cuisine, right? We use the word cuisine for for instance. <laughs> but but no, so like bon appetit, I'll say that. Um, I think I I feel like you need something to mark the beginning the- of. The the free for all the launch of the meal yeah 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 it does, it, it's nice it does it it feels right well eating is such a well it's obviously it's an extremely communal thing to be doing it's something unless that you you're tend alone. to do with uh, um people that you really love right yes you tend not to invite your worst enemies over for dinner right right. And although maybe you should, <laughs> Jesus, would you could you probably should. heal right deep and dividing wounds, you know, through lunch, through 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 a meal. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's it, it is a marvelous thing to, to you know. To, anyway, so so a little bit of ceremony, right? A little bit of tradition, a little bit. Of, it feels right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Prayer. Yeah, there's something to it. It's not God. No. But there's something there. There's some, I mean, I think, you know, we should be exploring that. We should recite poems at the beginning <laughs> of meals. Shit. 
You're ruining the meal, Frank. <laughs> You're ruining it. I'm going to take us to Texas. Texas. Where there was a, uh, a, a trial of a woman named Gloria Romero Perez who was on trial for the trafficking of her niece, the sexual trafficking of a child. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and she was, so she, was, she went to trial for this thing. Um, the trial was apparently, towards the end of it, interrupted. By the judge. Now, this is a jury trial. The jury decides who's guilty and who's not. Okay. Uh, But the judge decided that he needed to intervene. This is Judge Jack Robeson. Okay. uh, In in Comal County, um, a state district court judge, who decided to intervene and to instruct the jurors that God had told him that she was innocent. (laughs) <laughs> Miss Trial uh, <laughs> What? He said when God tells me I gotta do something oh, I gotta no. do it And uh And yeah So, what, so what, what happened? What did people do? Well what's beautiful about this Is that the jury said Basically in a giant fuck you to this judge Convicted her Oh, wow. And then the judge had to recuse himself from the sentencing stage, obviously, because fuck you. So this is a judge. This is a judge who has been uh, who has been reprimanded before. Yeah, I bet. uh, Which is which is a really, really big deal Um, uh, because he. Yeah, he, he so he's gotten in trouble before, but holy shit. He. Now, what's a, the sort of the miracle of this story for me, the beautiful, beautiful part of this story for me, is that a bunch of Texans defied a Christian judge mm. and apparently his God <laughs> and said, uh, no, evidence is more important than whatever your right. imaginary friend told you. Right. And, uh, and went ahead and convicted. And so oh a new God. judge was placed in charge of the sentencing um, the defense did ask for a mistrial, which you'd think mm, maybe that works, but, uh, but because there was a conviction, the, the new judge denied the mistrial and just said, no, we're just going to go straight to sentencing. Wow. Wow. Holy shit though. Uh, <laughs> I just, that is, what's amazing is that, you know, this kind of shit happens in the minds of judges all the time. Hmm. But when one says it out loud to a jury and tries to influence the jury oh my God. based on his fucking imaginary friend's uh, inside scoop in a child sex trafficking case, that's some crazy shit. Jeez. Wow. I'm just flabbergasted. Like, yeah, I'm kind of speechless about, you know, like... Like how how does somebody like that how are they how are they still there? Hopefully that he won't be. I don't know. I mean, it's being sort of taken under advisement by the uh, by I don't know the state bar association or somebody. Uh, was he an appointed judge or was he an elected judge? Uh, that I don't have any int- information about. Huh. Um, Interesting. Huh. Well, whatever. Yeah. They need to get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it 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 go it sort of points at what is happening in yeah. these United States right now. It's scary. But, yeah, but it seems like the system it seems like scary shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like I, what I think is interesting about what's happening right now in in, in the United States is that there is a sense of the, the, the lunatics are kind of emboldened, right? And so we're seeing a lot of them, right? More so than we're used to seeing, right? Yeah. And I think this is a good thing. Yeah. I think, I think I think we're working out some stuff in our system right now. Yeah, we need um, and we need we to. need to see these people. We need yeah. we need them to feel bold. Right? Yeah, we need judges who who are bad judges who come out and say the things that they're that that before they would know better than to say right but now trump's elected and this is our united right. states again and i get to say it and, it and then the whole system collapses in on him and right. goes uh no 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 right thanks for telling us that you're a loon ball right uh please leave now right. because otherwise he might have had other more subtle ways of trying to you know mm-hmm influence and affect outcomes and what what have you mm-hmm. right like like now he's exposed himself right so we'll see if that has any effect it probably won't <laughs> who knows in it's, te- uh, in, in smaller things, things are Texas. kind of upside down and backward but that's whatever yep there you go well all right dan uh, well, if you folks have anything you'd like to tell us about uh, about any of the things that we've said, please write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. That's right. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request a join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yes, indeed. Dan. Yes, sir. Does the name Kevin Swanson ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we love that guy. Who is this guy? He's that right. He's he's the guy. He he, he shot to fame a few years back by, uh, ha, by, he was the one that was like, if his son was gay, was going to get gay married, he would rub manure on himself and sit at his front door. And so he's, 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 I a, don't remember that at all. What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you'd recognize him. He's a loony bird. He's yeah, okay. deli- he's delightful. Well, anyway, uh he has some uh, some things to say about the latest uh Star War. Yeah. Uh he does he, and uh he does not like that movie. <laughs> now, I I didn't love it, but I feel like he and I don't agree on it. Oh, wow. So for very different reasons. For very very different reasons. Okay. Well, let, let's hear what he has to say. Okay. The other aspect of this movie, The Last Jedi, the sixth most popular film of all time that had just come out last month, my friends, is the feminist edge to it. Of course, the biggest feminist film of the year or the biggest lesbian film of the year was Wonder Woman. But this now, The Last Jedi becomes the biggest feminist film and the feminists are head over heels in love with this one. Uh, It's a bit of a feminist fest um, with very little artistic storytelling involved, as you mentioned the reviewers found this thing to be a uh, a rather boring storyline that really never went anywhere. But it, it was a great vehicle 
to continue to educate the world towards feminism. And that is feminism is ultimately the individuation of the family, destruction of the family and uh, the violation of the. Uh, the, the biblical ordinance that, uh, that the husband is head of the wife. So that's fundamentally what is being eroded in the minds of our 13- and 14-year-old girls as they watch these movies and these films. My friends, you can thoroughly expect the unraveling of the Christian family in the years to come if the Christian family is sitting their children at the feet of feminists and they are receiving these messages. Um, Daisy, Carrie, and Laura are the three actresses that are defending the universe from the bad guys in this film. Daisy, Carrie, and Laura. Daisy Ridley is the Jedi. Uh, Carrie Fisher is the commander of the entire resistance. And then there's Laura Dern, who apparently has some important leadership position in the resistance as well as Admiral Hulda in the film. Now, these, again, are the three most important figures in the resistance That's, quote-unquote, the good guys defending the universe from the bad guys. Of course, good and bad, of course, there is no such thing as that in a Star Wars universe. Oh, now, hold on a second. (laughs) Wait. I think think we've found a point of absolute agreement with Kevin Swanson, (laughs) which is that of all of the uh, sci-fi movies, of all the movies in the world, movie franchises in the world. Sure. if If there were one that you could say, Definitely doesn't have a good versus bad theme to it. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> the Star Wars one. I know. It's so ludicrous. <laughs> the, the notion, the notion that there's no that there's no good and bad in Star Wars. I mean, the most literally black and white of oh, yeah. all the. Of all the movie franchises that, like, they talk about the dark side of the force, the right. light side of the force. Right. So, so that There's, one cannot misunderstand anyone's intentions. They're so clearly good guys and bad guys. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. No, I know. It's one of the weakest things in the entire franchise. It's one of the things that makes it, like, an actually, like, almost unsustainably uh, difficult story to tell because right. it literally escapes it misses all of the humanity that lies in the middle between all the way good and all the way bad yeah I, it's that's hilarious but i mean he's right about the whole feminists ruin families thing obviously <laughs> well it's the because uh, no feminist has ever had a family well, what was the word that he, he the 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 individuation individuation of the family Oh, there's nothing worse than a family with a bunch of individuals in it. (laughs) I can't take it. I know. (laughs) Ah, these. Well, there you have it, Dan. (laughs) There you do have it. That is where what you have. Star Wars. Oh my God! I haven't seen it. I, I want. This is one of those ones where I really, really want his prophecy to come true. That yeah. That the Christian family will erode and disappear. Like he, but maybe he's, he's right, not, and I want him to be so badly. He's not wrong that we want to see an end of it. Yeah, he's not wrong about that. Not at all. And he's not wrong that uh, I think that there are forces in this culture that that are working incredibly against hard. the 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 insular <laughs> and uh, ignorant 
the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Yes, exactly. That, I, yes, yes, the, yes. The, the patriarchy. Old, the old I mean, system yeah. of trying to oppress and keep down women. Yeah. Yes, there are elements of our society working to end that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Poor Kevin Swanson. Oh, he should be afraid. He's not very prepared. afraid. He's not prepared for it. But um, we, we're the dark side, Dan. Oh, good. In his little universe. Of course we are. And he's the good guy. <laughs> he's, he's Somebody give that man a lightsaber, will, will you? Mm. Uh, this is from Brian, who writes, Greetings from Texas. Uh, I've listened to the podcast for a good while and look forward to every episode. I'm writing y'all concerning the tragic story of the 13 children who were, for all oh, intents yeah. and purposes, locked away and tortured for their entire lives by the parents. You and I talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Horrible story. Um, I feel for all the victims who had to live through that horror. The story deeply affects my wife and I because we uh, because of our one child status. She came unnervingly close to death during her pregnancy uh, with... Uh, with our only child, and she probably she will probably face similar circumstances if we try for baby number two. Uh, what especially pains us about families such as this uh, is not their own family. He's referring to the, the family the 13, with the thirteen yeah. children. Uh, is that they seem to be uninterested in the simple fact that their children will one day b- become adults who will need to contribute to the advancement of humanity. Uh, Belief in religion, a twisted need for power over others, or just wanting a baby shouldn't be the driving reason behind becoming a parent. The world desperately needs children who are being raised to be well-adjusted, educated, caring people, which is a difficult task. I don't even think well-meaning parents can uh, possibly fulfill every need of their children when they have 7, 10, or 13 running around. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I can attest to the reality that parenting even one child is a hard-ass job. And I think that most people who choose the quiverful lifestyle are doing so for all the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I think that's an important uh, notion. I, I recently, well, a, a couple of years ago, got in some, some social media hot water when I, when I posed the notion that maybe the default in our society shouldn't be that you have children. Mm. The default should be that you don't have children. And that you like have, and that if you want children, great, but have a reason. And you need a license. And you need, you, and need, to, you need to be licensed to be a parent. <laughs> Go down to your DMV. <laughs> get a, get the parenting. Uh, Fuck, you need a license to catch a fish. Yeah. You don't need a license to parent a child? To bring a new life into the world? Yeah, take a, you have to, let, let's have at least like, you know, to drive a car, you have to take a class. Yeah. Take a class before you have a parent. Before you become a parent, how about that? Okay, now we're you and I are getting in real trouble here. <laughs> before the we two, get into the two childless, right? Exactly, podcasters. Yeah. Before we get into any more trouble, do we have anybody we need to thank? Today? We do. Okay, uh, we have a new patron on Patreon. Oh, uh, Mariah is now a faithful listener. Oh, lovely. So thank you, uh, Mariah. Um, and if you'd like to follow in Mariah's footsteps, uh, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. There's a couple options there. You can go through PayPal, if that's what you, what you like. Right. Or you can go to uh, Patreon. It, it helps uh, us. And uh, help 
help the um, the campaign move forward. Yeah. Um, we would love to be able to hit 200 supporters on Patreon. We're currently in the 180s. Yeah. And uh, if we can hit the 200 mark, you've been thinking about supporting us. Hey, just help just us go? help us push over to that 200 mark. That's yeah. our that's our big next uh, uh, goal. And and if we can do that, we can. Uh, we we want to start uh, some. We want to start making some things happen. Uh, but yeah, that that at least keeps us going. Yes, indeed. Uh, and of course, as always, we have to thank our Lord and Savior, our top donor, Angela. Angela, the the, the Lord and Savior of the podcast. <laughs> Hallowed be her name. How she blesses us. Her kingdom come, and her, all of all of all of us. Her will be done, unless we disagree with it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, Frank, Dan, hashtags. Oh, they're all the rage these days, Dan. Everybody has their hashtag. Yeah. Sweeping the nation. I just recently found out about these things. Um, Pound signs. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, really? Pound sign. Pound sign and then a word. It's a pound sign and then a word. Okay. You do your number symbol. See, I was doing it wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, we're old. We are old people. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, what we wanted to talk about, um, our launch off point was this uh, this hashtag Church 2, which is a... Uh, church a, T-O-O. T-O-O. Church as well. Church also. Mm-hmm. Part of the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but this time focused on, on uh, when your... Your me too when you when your sexual assault when your sexual uh predation mm-hmm. happened through your church right uh it's so. not as none of our listeners will be surprised to learn that this is not an uncommon occurrence this is a very common occurrence and it is uh it's kind of i mean it's it's frankly the me too you know the the whole all the harvey Weinstein stuff and stuff it's clear that this happens. Whenever men get into power, uh, yeah, sexual predation, that doesn't mean all powerful men, but no. whenever men, but, but whenever there's uh, opportunity for men to get into power, there will be men who become sexual predators. Right. It's almost like just look for positions of authority and positions of power and you're going to, f- you look around long enough and you're going to find somebody who's uh, misusing. Probably don't have to look long at all. You're probably, yeah. you just, if there's 10 guys in that room, mm-hmm. at least one of them. You think you know, that high? If it's, a, if it's a room at the top, on the top floor of the building, yeah, I do think that high. Wow. I think, I think once they get that powerful, yeah, I think it gets, it gets really bad. Interesting. That's just a guess. That's, uh, that, that, don't, don't hashtag me on that. Don't, don't at me on Twitter. Hashtag... But the point here is it's particularly insidious when it's your church. Mm-hmm. It's worse. And the reason it's worse is because they have a very special kind of control over people mm. when they're in church. Right. Um, you were telling me a story that you had read on, on Twitter. Uh, someone had hashtagged me, uh, church to a story about um, 
uh, oh, it was the woman who started the hashtag. Or, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Not the woman who started the hashtag, but it was the story that kind of launched it, which was this. Andy Savage. The Andy Savage yeah. slash, uh, uh, what was his victim's name? Uh, Jules Woodward or Wood- Woodland or something like that. I'll anyway, it down. Um, so she, yeah, so this is the story. Woodson, Jules Woodson. Jules Woodson. Yes. So this is the story from a few weeks back. We actually, I don't think, talked about it at all on the show. No. I briefly considered it and then was just kind of like uh i don't know i don't know where this is going yet um we needed but, to process it yeah so andy savage is a uh a, a pastor at some large mega church in memphis uh, yeah some kind of associate pastor he's not all the way up on top of the food chain or anything but he's he's there and he he's runs stuff and uh and beloved Indeed. Just beloved mm. individual. Mm. Uh, runs, runs a lot of like the the good relationships and marriage classes and programs and activities and, how you know, uh, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, in fact, actually had a book that was about to be published on the topic of, of having an awesome marriage or something along those lines. Awesome. Well, anyway, uh, Jules came out. Uh, and released a story. Well, initially she just reached out to him and emailed him directly and said, do you remember, mm. you know, this? And, and, and detailed. I, yeah. And my understanding is, I might, I hope I'm getting this right. She gave him a chance, uh, an opportunity to kind of handle it in private. And he didn't. He didn't respond. Right. And so she went public right. with it. And then he did a public apology not, still never apologize never speaking to her directly right but speaking to the congregation over the big pulpit. mega church um such as it is i mean it's a mega church it's uh, he's walking around on a stage right with a microphone right flashy lights sure uh and uh you know and he's up there and there's tears and Oh, and he says that he's sorry and he looks into the camera and this and that and he apologizes to people that are there and present and watching online and it's all sort of missing the mark well entirely not only does he miss the mark but the entire congregation then misses the mark yeah. because they stood up and yeah. applauded him exactly and so i spent some time just reading the her full account uh, that that she that she published online and uh, yeah it's uh, he she was not just not th- there wasn't just the moment of his sexual uh, predation right uh, w- which was obviously bad right right but then there was also the follow up of she went and talked to one of the other pastors who was higher up at this church that she knew him at when I mean she was a teenager she was 17 years old when this happened right and he was um in college probably mm-hmm. some bible college whatever studying to be a, a a minister right and uh and she went and talked to this other pastor and he just told her to be quiet about it and that right. that, that yeah that things would be handled and uh, and just be quiet about it. Don't tell anybody. Don't even tell her parents. Yeah. Uh, and Take this to your grave. Yes, exactly. This is for you to shut up about yeah. forever. Absolutely. And so she did. But she then she st- is watching uh, 
uh, Savage mm. sort of continue on with his life uninterrupted, right? Yeah. Uh, and so much so that he actually was in charge of like the abstinence only type messaging at the church <laughs> uh, and like was running activities surrounding that. And she, you know, sitting there just noting the irony of the whole thing. Yeah. And again, keeping this to herself until she finally broke down in some sort of women's young women's auxiliary thing or whatever and uh, told some people. Ah, and she was expressly told not to do that. <laughs> How dare she? Indeed. A man told her not to do that. And so a rumor was quickly spread around that there was an innocent kiss. Oh. From Andy. Ah. Uh. And uh and so she I don't I don't know how the story ended up going with like her attendance at this church anymore, but he sort of went on his way. They they I probably expedited his departure right as is often in these sort of cases and uh and he went on with with his life yeah the church shuffles the perpetrator Mm -hmm. away from the trouble yeah and then silences the victim right but never does anything to address the the problem with this predator right and never does anything to to offer any redress for the victim right Unless a stink is raised. Right. It's just hush, 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 hush. Yeah. Shut up, shut and up, shut up. We don't want this to be an issue because it's icky and and we don't want icky. Right. So. Uh, so, so, yeah, that, that was sort of the story of that. And uh, so that, you know, that happening uh, has, has, has made some news. Uh, of course, all of the religions, the religious side of this has doubled down on you know, he made his peace with God. God mm-hmm. has forgiven him. Right. So we should forgive him too. Right. Uh, there's this whole, like, crazy amount of, like, we don't, there shouldn't be consequences because he's already made his peace with God. Didn't you hear how, how much he's sorrowful for it? Right. So done, right? Right. Wipe your hands clean. We're done. This is the problem. The The church, the churches have Law, I mean, and obviously it's start the accountability has begun. If you, you know, the, uh-huh. the ch- Catholic Church has been having trouble, has, has been uh, sort of going through the, the job of trying to take accountability, but they don't try, they don't actually try to take accountability for things. The Pope was recently in Chile, uh-huh. uh, he just finished a, a tour there, in which he said, So there was this, uh, this priest who was widely accused of having uh, molested people. Mm -hmm. And the bishop above him was accused of being sort of complicit in keeping him out of trouble and, 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 and then hide, you know, covering it up so that then this guy could go on to, uh, to be a predator to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And the Pope said, well, until I see proof, uh, I like the priest, everybody knew, but the bishop, the Pope was defending the bishop and the Pope, just said, and then later he sort of retracted and said, "Well, I don't need. I'm sorry that I said the word proof. That may have hurt some victims, and I'm terribly sorry about that. I meant evidence. So until I see some evidence that the that the bishop covered up all this stuff, that wow. the bishop was complicit, uh, then you're just slandering him. He used the word calumny. It's calumny. Wow. It's slander. Wow." 
So, okay. I mean, even uh, the Catholic Church, which has had many years to get better at this. Practice. The, lots and lots of practice. And they've paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So you'd think, oh, it's time to make this, uh, To let's just get a, a white paper. Let's just get a policy in place. Right. About how we handle this shit. Right. They're still not right with it. They can't do it. And I think it's in part because, I mean, we got, it's it's this uh, this notion of a permanent patriarchy. Right. Uh, that cannot be fixed. Well, the until very recently was infallible. Yeah. Right. And in a lot of people's minds, still really is. It's the boys club and they need to protect each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's this concept that you and I were talking about earlier, which is this notion that the sexual sin is mm. already sinning. Yeah. So the fact that it's predatory or the fact that it's rape or the fact that it's abuse. Right. Eh, that's all part and parcel of the sin. Right. The real sin is the sexuality. Right. And if there's predata- predation and if there's abuse mm. that's part of that it colors it but it doesn't it, it, yeah that exactly. yeah i mean you and i grew up in mormonism yeah. mormonism you know andrea's uh my wife's dad would sit his girls down he had four girls he'd sit them down every monday for family home evening and lecture them about sexual impurity oh about that being the second worst sin wow it's like murder and then sex. And that was to be talking that was talking about consensual right. sex outside right. of marriage. Any sex outside of marriage was the was just below murder. Right. Well, and the, the, there was a lot of messaging on sort of protect your chastity. Yeah. Right. So like uh, somebody's coming at you, you know, um in a, some predatory way, yeah. attempting rape, whatever. Uh, you, uh, you have to defend your chastity unto death. Your honor. Yeah. Your honor. Like, like, like you let him, you let him do this and it's your fault. Right. Well, there's (laughs) the vast majority of cases. The woman can't. Can't do anything. Can't or prevent the the, the 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 attack. Right. Or she's so fearful for her own safety that she goes along with something. Exactly. Or she's so flabbergasted by a situation where a person in authority over them, you know, this the uh, the woman that we were talking about before in the mm. Savage case. Yeah. Uh, she, you know. Well, she actually says uh, w- because he 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 opens up his pants and asks her to. Yeah. He, he's got her in a, in his car. Right. He pulls over. Right. He's in a position of authority over her. Right. And asks her to perform oral sex on him. Yeah. And she says, and so she thinks in her mind, oh, this must mean that Andy loves me. Not only that, but she's scared. She's embarrassed. She's shocked. Right. She doesn't know what to do. Right. And in that, you know, she's 17. First of all, you know, legally in the United States of America, someone under the age of 18 can't provide sexual consent to an adult. Right. That's that's legally not possible. Right. But also, when you're in that kind of a situation and it's just he just whips it out. Yeah. It's 
it's not as simple as just, uh, you know, this wasn't as, sim- as simple as he violently rapes her. Right. No. It, but it doesn't have to be. Exactly. That's the point. Right. It's just, it, yeah. So. So I think. Uh, with that in mind. I think that the conclusion that we have to come to here is uh, we all need more church. <laughs> is that it? Did I do it uh-huh. right? Did I did I circle around to the correct conclusion? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we yeah. just need really what we need to do is just need to get these these few baddies out. Right. Get them out. And then we'll be okay. And then everything will be fine with the church again. I think uh I, I think the real conclusion here is uh I would like to encourage our listeners to uh you know, if you guys have stories, participate in the hashtag. If if you feel like you can, yeah. and if you if you don't, that's totally fine. Right. But if you feel like you can, church hashtag church too. Yeah. Because people need to hear this. They yeah. need to understand that your religion, right, is harboring criminals. Is harboring is is is, is actively participating. Yeah. In in uh in these evils. Yeah. Keep that hashtag active. Yeah. If. If you can, if you can, you know, uh, no one's going to judge you if if you had an experience and you don't feel like you have to, you you can share it, right? But if you can, do. That's a good. That's a good. That's a much better place to to leave that. Yeah, don't you think? Sure. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have things that you need to say about all of this, and and I'm guessing some of you do, yeah, and I we welcome it. Please uh, write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is. 424-666-8442. Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. It's a closed group, but that's what keeps the conversation uh, under control. It's that's moderated. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's civil. It's respectful. By law. <laughs> by my... Li- mandate. By mandate. That's yes. right. It's in the group rules. Read them when you get in. Yeah. Um... Speaking of Facebook and all that sort of stuff, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for her hard work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out, as always, to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. That's right. Thanks again to all of our patrons. Uh, they keep the show going. Uh, if you want to join their ranks, please go to, pay- to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. And if you'd like to see us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah. And thank you, everybody that's tuning in for, uh, for, for giving us your attention. Bye. Bye. Bye.